You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Maybe I'm crazy, but smartphones are here to stay. Uh, and they make people look dumb. They're not. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they give us I'm, a wealth of knowledge at your fingertips instantly. You need to take a break every now and then. Like, imagine if you came from the past. Yes. All right. And you showed up here like, I don't know. Right. 70 years ago. Right. right? Yeah. Like someone who passed 70 years ago. And they're yes. like, you like just handed them your phone. Like, anything you need in life is in this device. <laughs> yeah, that would. would blow your mind, right? Yeah, we... we take them for granted, so we should stop criticizing them. Okay. Pat, we'll get to you later. Maybe I'm Casey. Maybe I'm Casey. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. That's Brandon Newman. Hola. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Yes. Odell Beckham is all over the news. He yes. did a very in-depth piece in mm-hmm. GQ with Mark Anthony Green, which we will discuss. Lots of interesting stuff from that. We're going to talk about who the most interesting team in the NFL is, according to us, which is all that matters, exactly. what we think. Uh, the NBA free agency ending with Kawhi neutralizing and Thanosing the NBA. Mm-hmm. And now we have some details from The Athletic yep. about how that whole thing went down. And Central casualties. Yeah, the Lakers don't, Lakers don't look so good. I don't know. But, they don't do that well, nowadays. Yeah, no. We'll mm-hmm. get to that. Also, Pacquiao and Thurman, great fights mm-hmm. uh, on Fox, PBC. Shout out. Uh, they have ranked quarterback tiers in The Athletic as well. Did anyone get disrespected? Space Jam 2 has a new director. Chris Paul is stuck in OKC. Zion decided which shoe company he's going with. Woo! Spoiler alert, it's Jordan. <sighs> it's on the internet. I Everyone mean, knows. just, but just, yeah. Jordan's though? Like, no, we'll talk about it later. Oh, okay. Um, huge announcements at San Diego's Comic Con yes. for Marvel, which we Big-ish. love and we will discuss. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, we'll get to Pat, Pat Fitzgerald being an old person. No, I did not say that. I know I said it because it always happens. I'm just it's saying, not a yeah. fair name. Yeah. It's no, not, no, I'm not an unfair advantage as a broadcaster. I just want to call it out. Yeah, it's if, fine. You know, you can let me go. It's fine. All right, let's get started with Odell. So yes. Odell Beckham Jr. did an interview mm-hmm. with Mark Anthony Green in GQ. He's interviewed LeBron before as well. And GQ is a, is a great publication, which I love. Yeah, it gives you all the fashion tips Yes. Um, and praises uh, well-dressed men. Which is wonderful. Yeah. Because I appreciate a well-dressed man. Is there a, what's the female equivalent of GQ? Every other fashion magazine ever in Just existence. Alrighty. Thank you. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. Copy. <laughs> in style. We do this, yeah. we allow you to have right, like one right, or right, two right, right, right. that yeah. feature, yeah. you know, mostly George men. George Clooney and yeah. Idris Elba That's why it's called Gentleman's like that. Quarterly. Is that what it is? That's what it stands for? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought... It's just like... Just cool letters yeah, together. Yeah, just like GQ. Sometimes stuff, stuff means stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, is obviously the biggest superstar in the NFL. Yes. And you can say it's Tom Brady, but it's not. He's not the biggest superstar in the NFL. Odell Beckham Jr. is the biggest superstar in the NFL, which is a product of this new trend uh, on planet Earth, which has to do with smartphones mm-hmm. and the internet, which is arguably the second greatest invention since electricity. Uh, well... And 
he gets treated as a superstar. So he's talking all about it, and he's talking about his exit from the Giants, which I'm totally okay with. Mm -hmm. He's talking about the reactions from social media. He's talking about the reactions with the media. He's talking about going to the Browns. And just kind of everything that goes on in his life as being that superstar and what he is met with. Now, in general, my biggest takeaway from it was, and if you read it, you really do kind of get you get a little window into what Odell thinks. Now, I don't ever really buy front face any interview like this because, of course, you're you're going to go into it with a strategy, right? Like right. you'd be crazy to just go in and talk to a media member that's following you around for a couple of days and just say right. whatever comes to your mind. That's there's not, agendas. There's, there's agendas with everything. Right. Sure. That said, I don't think he's being disingenuous. I just think he is more of a private guy than we think he is. But- you can't have the perception of a rock star and also want choose to exude privateness when it's getting too hot in the kitchen. Well, that's kind of the the gist of the article and what I really want to talk about. Okay. So he talks about, you know, he doesn't really feature his private life. Um, he's asked about, you know, accusations of him, you know, being gay mm-hmm. and why doesn't he ever you know have a girl with him mm-hmm. and how he feels about publications that talk about that publications that talk about you know him getting in trouble when he's really never been in trouble and he gets held to a different standard because of race and that mm-hmm. plays into everything but he talks specifically about his social media following now i don't want to get into like the actual media because we're all dorks and yes. we don't matter it's kind and- of our jobs though to be fair. It, it is our job. It is my job to be a nerd. Right. Okay. And I fully accept that. Mm-hmm. But I also don't walk around like baseball writers and act like I am the keeper of the goodness of right. earth. Okay. Yes, like yes. I, I am I am not judge, jury, and executioner of your sports legacy. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own opinion, especially now. And I don't think of myself in that regard. And if you are in this business and you do good for you. But you got a job. I, you definitely got at least one of you got a job. Because we we know some people. Okay, look, I'm just saying it's not uh, it's not on us to decide what Odell is. Like, right. Odell is going to have his legacy at the end of his career. We can have our opinions about it now. Like, he talks about being compared to Tom Brady, and I think that's a little bit uh, ridiculous because when you're talking about stardom, sure. But Tom Brady is held to a different standard and is allowed different things, like yelling at his coaches because he has six Super Bowls. And there's a there's a couple contradictions in the article when it comes to that. Like Odell talks about Tom Brady and that six Super Bowl thing mm-hmm. and how he's held to a different standard and he's criticized more. And then it's like later in the article he talks about how he always – says he wants to win a Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. So it's like, right. you understand that winning is what we're all talking about here yes. when it comes to that. But then you're talking about Tom Brady being held to a different standard when it comes to winning. The overall takeaway, though, and the bigger picture, and it kind of also got highlighted this week because Le'Veon Bell posted a video um, talking about social media critics, basically, mm-hmm. and you know, basically saying like whatever your favorite person does, if they work at Target, they don't go home from their nine to five and thinking about stocking shelves. True, Beyonce doesn't yes. walk around singing all day. True, we don't. Know. We don't we, go home and yeah, then we don't know that, practice our podcast over again. Right, that's not what we do. Definitely not. You are. You have a job, and then you have a life, and we get that. Now, athletes don't get held to that standard. Everything that they post is supposed to have something to do with sport, or they don't care, and it's an unfair standard, and it's nonsense. But what it got me thinking about is, in this day and age where you have social media and you have this window into stars and athletes' lives— and also compounded with the fact that we live in a polarized society where you got to be this or you got to be that. Now, right. you don't literally have to be those things, 
But it can get a little complicated society's, if you don't pick a side. Yeah, society's pretty binary at this point in time, <laughs> which is the problem with it, because there are gray areas that we should address and live in, but it's just easier to come at things from elephant or donkey. Black that's, or white. That's one way to put it. That's yeah. another way to put it. But yeah. that's just the reality of the space that we live in right now. You mm-hmm. have to pick a side. And if you don't choose to pick a side, then you can find yourself in the conundrum that, say, Odell and Le'Veon and sometimes mm-hmm. Baker or Cam Newton or mm. LeBron James or mm. Kevin Durant, Kyrie yeah. Irving may Ooh. find themselves in, which is let's just limit it to Odell for this particular argument. Odell is a superstar. He is an NBA player in the NFL, as yes. Colin says. He is just an outlier. He is a rock star. Mm-hmm. He has more followers than any other NFL player by a mile. Mm-hmm. And that you may think that that's stupid and that doesn't matter. I assure you it's not stupid and it's it does matter. It's, yeah. it's incredibly influential to have a following like that away from the sport as well. He resonates worldwide. But if you are on that level, do you try to maintain some connection to the people. And that's kind Mm. of where I feel like everyone has to sort of make a choice in today's age. And it's unfortunate because we do live in a polarized society, but it's this weird space. So I I kind of liken it to Beyonce and Rihanna, Mm. right? So Beyonce is the queen of all things on planet Earth, okay? But she is not one of us. No, no, no. Like Beyonce is is different than me. Beyonce is, I don't even know if Beyonce's a woman. I'm pretty sure she is a celestial. Or what's the new thing Marvel's doing in Eternal? Beyonce is an Eternal, okay? She's not one of us. Untouchable, right? She yeah. resembles mm-hmm. us in some, we both have hands. Yes. But she mimics she's, our voices, she's our different. words and stuff. Right. Yeah. She's cut from a different cloth. She is a mega, uber, all-time Michael Jackson level superstar. There is no comparable. There will be never be another in the mm-hmm. history of planet Earth. Okay, that's Beyonce. And if you look at her Instagram page, for Ooh. example, it's like a magazine spread. It's not, you know, kicking I've, it in the house. Yeah. It's not LeBron's Taco nope. Tuesday. Nope. Okay, it is. No. It is you, it's there it's, to remind you that she is different than you. And you may try to look like that, yes. but you will, in fact, never look like Beyonce. Queen B's Instagram handle is a fan page ran by Beyonce for Beyonce, curated by Beyonce, <laughs> for people who appreciate Beyonce. Right, like Beyonce's <laughs> Instagram page is curated. Yes, yeah. yes. Which, I ha- which it should be, because it's Beyonce. Yes. Okay, she's not one of us. No, All right. she look different. And she doesn't even, yeah, she does. And yeah. she doesn't even need captions. Whereas, <laughs> she doesn't even bother with them. Like, no need for them. <laughs> they're no they're important. They're right. important part the of the thing. The only time she, had, I think she's even had a caption that I can remember, was when she, her PR person felt like she needed to put a statement out about the warrior's wife. Because she was getting death threats for looking in Beyonce's direction. That's what she is. Okay, she's an eternal. Right, she's an eternal. (laughs) Whereas Rihanna, who is on the same level of superstardom, maybe just like one A to Beyonce, yes, but super, super, superstar, yes, feels like like you know she's smoking a blunt in the pool, drinking a beer. Like Beyonce doesn't drink beer. Yes, yes. Beyonce drinks wine from from cellars in France. She probably drinks a Michelob Ultra every now and then. She does not. She's she never touched does. a beer. Beyonce she does. has never drank beer. She does. What? Beyonce doesn't drink beer. Okay. She's from Houston. No. Syrup then. 
No. <laughs> okay, the point is, Rihanna feels like of the people, yes, right? Even though so. nobody looks like Rihanna either, yes. there's a different brand there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's obvious. And I feel like because of the world that we live in with social media and the trolls mm-hmm. and the way that people are just negative by nature right. on these platforms, you kind of have to choose your space. And it's it, it, it's unfair and it sucks, but it's reality. Like, I don't, I'm nobody. I deal with people on troll, troll on social media, trolls and people talking all day long, mm-hmm. all day long. There, uh, there will never be a time on my social media where someone is not saying something negative to me. Nope. It is one thousand percent guarantee. Mm-hmm. But if it's not about abortion <laughs> or like something that I truly care about, right. or someone's attacking my family, mm-hmm. then I really don't care. Like I don't care if you think I look pregnant. I don't care <laughs> if you think I look like I need a hamburger. I don't care if you don't like my hair or my glasses or my snaggle tooth. Like, I just don't care because I don't care. And it's not saying I don't care about you because I do care about you watching a podcast and supporting and following. Thank you. But I also just don't care. No. And I mean that respectfully. I don't give one single care. You listening, people? I don't care. Yes. But I also make it a point to not read it. Like, I don't Mm, go through and let it marinate into my mind. I give it a quick scroll, you know. That's it, mm-hmm. right? Because I make that conscious choice. Now, I'm on a very, 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 very low level. You can't co- even remotely compare that to what Odell gets every day. So when he talks about the feedback that he gets on social media mm-hmm. or the vitriol or just if, critics, I feel like you have to make a choice. Are you going to Beyonce it or are you going to Rihanna it? Right. Like, if you're going to, and, and and the problem is, is when you try and do both. Like, Kevin Durant got in trouble with this because he ended up making a burner account. It's like, you don't need to do that. Like, no. you can just stay in your lane as KD and clap back at haters on Twitter all day long if yep. that's what you choose to do. This is brand. But that's what you choose to do. Mm-hmm. You don't then also try and elevate yourself away from that. Yeah. I, the biggest problem I had with the article, with something he said, was that he put himself on LeBron James' level of fame. And it's fair in this new world of social media and likes and clicks and commercials. But LeBron James has done a lot of winning and a lot of work to deserve the level of fame that he is at at this point in time. And a lot of times in this article, OBJ sounds tone deaf to where he is currently in his career right now. Well, he has not won a chip. He's, he's caught, he caught a ball in a game that he lost. Yeah. Like that's, and he talks about that too, like people saying that it, that they that they lost, and he did lose, and that's kind of there's there's a bit of a contradiction in the way that he speaks about his career and fame. I would agree with that, right? But there's no arguing that he is a superstar on the level that LeBron is. But this is what yes. I'm saying, and I've been saying this for years, and people are still slowly trying to get around the curve with this idea. But kids are not fans of teams anymore. True. They're fans of players. Yeah. And that's why there's such a push for the NFL to get on board with the superstar love mm-hmm. that the NBA gets because you can watch a team from anywhere in the world now. You don't yeah. have to sit there and watch your local team like you used to do. There's ticket packages. There's the internet. Like You can be anywhere in the country and be a fan of a team on the other side of the country just because you like a player because you can see them. The accessibility has changed sports and sports yes. fandom. And it sounds dramatic and catastrophic, but it's just the world. Like Everything changes, and this is the new wave like you don't have to watch the Packers just because you live in Green Bay you can be a Seattle fan because you can get the package and fall in love with Russell Wilson like it the the whole landscape is different so 
you have to break free from the idea that that's how fandom works anymore. And because of that, when you have a superstar like Odell, he's going to even get even bigger because no one cares about being a fan of the Giants. Why would you? Saquon Barkley. Look at at the nonsense the Giants have produced (sighs) since Odell's been there. Remember Pat Shermer, Mm -hmm. Ben McAdoo. Do okay. I remember Tom Coughlin. Like this, this Tom Coughlin. Like this is what he's been dealing with. All right. Do you remember the? Do you remember this? Like last year. Pat Shermer, they're five and eleven. Like he didn't that's help not, that team no, with his antics no. and the things around that. No, 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 no. This is not on Odell. I know it's not, it's but not I'm saying Odell. all these variables are important when it comes to football, and football is still king in the media in the advertising market because it's easier to root for a team than it is an individual player. That's why as much as NBA does crazy numbers on social media all the time and the clicks and the names, it's the teams that matter, and everyone just lays dormant until NFL season starts. Because you're talking about stars and that's the new money that's coming in all these young kids high school players spending their parents money but their parents are still rooting for teams and that's where the real money is still and and just as a reminder all those people will eventually die that's the reality of life right like as time goes on we Mm -hmm. all get just one second older i'm older now than i was when this podcast started all right not to get theoretical but (laughs) we're talking about the future right odell is ahead of his time we're gonna look back on odell 10 15 years from now and there's the whole league is going to have an odell on every team now not to say that he's reproducible because he's not he is unique and you can't make another Odell there's but what I'm saying though. is there's a super there's going to be a superstar in the way that the NBA has a superstar on every single team even if you are a bad team right that's just the reality of yeah. it because that's how kids watch yeah. I don't care about what our parents do I don't even care about what I do I'm paying attention to what the six-year-olds are doing okay yeah. they're on their phony mm-hmm. devices watching they're not watching the TV thing yeah. and if they're watching something that's on TV they're still watching it on this yeah. so everything has changed and then in the break they're going to Instagram to see oh I like that guy boom follow oh he's selling this boom buy that's how it works now so that being said it brings me back to what Odell was talking about and like Le'Veon and KD and like the whole landscape of it you kind of have to get into a space as an athlete I don't want to get into like other stars because it's such a different world in every single mm-hmm, space right. but particularly for athletes it, it it feels like you're being const- like it's constrictive and it's like anti what social media is but mm-hmm. it's changed and you're only going to you're going to get negative feedback 99% of the feedback is going to be negative that's just what it is there's a couple people 100%. on there that'll be like love what you're doing man salute right. and that just hold on to that too because <laughs> the rest of them is <laughs> not going to be nice lost in the noise okay right, yeah. the point is you kind of have to find your space and then own it don't try and be you know in that rihanna space but then it bothers you when people say something negative about you yeah, like so- they are and and I've learned this so many times. I'll go back at someone, and nine times out of ten, it'll end up being, oh, I'm just a huge fan. We right. love the show. Finally got your attention. Watch every day. Right, yeah. And then I feel stupid for up. wasting my time being angry at this right. person who right. is just mad. Yeah. And Who's then just bored. Right, on social media. And, you, and they caught you because you was bored right, that day, exactly, too. You started looking. I had time to be on yeah, social media. Exactly. Like it's, it, and it, it's fine because I'm happy being in that space. Mm-hmm. I don't allow it to affect my life in a negative way. But... That's the critics. Like, that's when everyone says, okay, like, you're on social media too much because your reaction to something that is clearly, like, we have a bank of evidence now. Like, it's a vortex of insanity. Right. 
all of social media. So mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunate, but you f- I feel like athletes have to make a choice of what space they're in. Well, at this point in time, looking at OBJ, at this point in time in his career, new team, new opportunity, Baker Mayfield, who arguably is the Odell Beckham of Cleveland before he even got there, right? What do you think benefits Odell better, to choose the Rihanna route or choose the Beyonce route? I mean, if I'm Odell, um, and I have a lot of respect for Odell, because Odell deals with things nobody else in the world deals with, and specifically no one else in the NFL deals with. Because not only is he a superstar, and you can talk to me about Tom Brady and whatever else, that's cute, but Tom Brady is a white man. Okay, so so Odell deals with different stuff. He is. He does. He deals with different stuff on mm-hmm. many different levels and many different dynamics. Right. So it's just it's just different, and I respect that he handles all of this. And I and look, I'm speaking from a space where I'll never know, I'll never be in his shoes. Right. So who knows how I would approach it? But if I was him at this point in his career, with the potential that he has with the Browns, the attention that they're going to get this year, the renewed excitement about what he can actually accomplish, because people who like and support Odell me being one of them, are excited to see him with not washed up Eli Manning. Hell So regardless, I think that he is going to end up being an all-time great Hall of Famer and all of this will end up just being a small part of the story. But to me, I'm going Beyonce route because he is, like, he is Beyonce. He is. He's on the cover of GQ. He has... Met Gala. Yes. Once you get invited to the Met Gala, you're not one of us anymore. Yes. You're just not. If you've you've gone to the Met Gala, invited... You are not one of us anymore. And you are in a different category. But if you're going to go as Rihanna, you go and post a picture said, uh, wearing me to the Met Gala. There you go. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, oh, she's, oh, <laughs> I don't even know how to compute. Right. You can't compute it. But then also you feel like you could go to the Met Gala with Rihanna yes. and you wouldn't feel out of place. She would introduce you to people. Right. She's like, this is my friend, Joy. <laughs> hey, Joy. Oh, hey, Joy. I wouldn't know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> right. But if I'm with Beyonce, I wouldn't know what, I would literally oh. not know what to do. I would not know what to do. I would what have to. Do you, what, what? What do I do? What do you do when you? Do I talk? Do I not talk? Will you? Where do I hold my hands? Do you look? Are you allowed to look at? They're not, not to be eyes. seen at all times. Oh my god! Do gosh. I make eye contact or look straight ahead? I have a panic attack thinking about meeting Beyonce. Period. Yes, I'm sweating. Yes. Yeah, okay. Like, it's like it's not the same thing, no. and, and it's not that Beyonce doesn't have real life problems right. and is a human like the rest of us. We're being sarcastic, but she's in a different level. level category of star and she's also branded herself that way which matters mm-hmm. Rihanna has the same issues but Rihanna feels and has purposely made her brand a more reachable but like those it people, feels that way in this analogy those people have won their version of championships like they've won OBJ is just playing football Right, but he will eventually okay. get to that space. I believe that. Certainly, mm-hmm. he believes that. I just think he has to. It, it's it's become clear he has to separate himself in that regard because it's a lot to balance. And and also when you're in that space with the people, sometimes you gotta tell somebody to come see you. And yeah. like that's just what it is. Like and a lot of people ain't coming to Cleveland to see him. Well, none of them are going anywhere because mm-hmm. nobody is really about yeah, that no, life no and nobody wants to no smoke. They just say yeah, it and yeah. it sounds nice, but you don't even have your picture as your bio. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's like Al74825. Like, oh, you don't, man. you literally designed your account for non smokage. Okay. So, no. But yeah. that said, I'm really excited for Odell this year. I thought the article was very, very interesting and very well done. And I, I hope that he does end up being in a happy space because it sounded like the situation in New York was just completely toxic. Yeah, and the start of his whole career like that, I mean, it's really only looking up from here on out. And sky's the limit with the Browns. Like, he's playing with Jarvis Landry, something we haven't seen him do since college. Like, the whole landscape is different. And OBJ's in a space where he can't lose a game anymore, I think. 
with the Brant with the Giants, he could single handedly lose the game because of the problems going around, the variables going around yeah, that football it's not team. All on him. It's not only him anymore. He can have a bad game and then still win a game. Yeah. Alright, what am I winning or quitting today? Football is right around the corner. Storylines are developing, but what team is the most interesting? Zeke may be pulling a Le'Veon with the Cowboys. The Browns demand our attention. John Gruden, AB, and the Raiders are making hard knocks must-see TV, but Joy, the Cowboys are the most interesting team in the NFL. Quit it or quit it. Uh, I'm going to quit it. Why? Because I think the Browns are the most interesting. It's the Cowboys. Huh? The Cowboys are interesting. Now, interesting, let's let's qualify this criteria as stars mm-hmm. potential because we're not talking about teams that are going to suck all year because right. that's yeah. not interesting right Raiders so stars potential and drama so based off of those three mm. I'm going to go with the Browns now you have Baker Mayfield obviously mm-hmm. who is one of the most polarizing quarterbacks in the league he is a huge personality huge. he grabs his junk which apparently offends people and he's got a beard now, yep. and he does have beef with Colin, which right. um, is not applied to me because I have supported Baker from the very beginning of this entire endeavor. I you thought have. that he should have started from the beginning. I thought he had uh, an, an uphill battle walking into a situation with Hugh Jackson, which made no sense to me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he has actual pieces around him. Now, the one thing that does give me pause is Freddie Kitchens. Now, I'm very supportive of new coaches, young coaches. You know, I want to see everybody succeed. Yes. Um, but I have questions. I mean, he's never even served as a full-time coordinator for a season. Not and that is tr- that's troublesome. Now, why is that troublesome? Not for the regular season, because I think that their talents and I think that the cohesion and the rest of the staff, who does have some experience, mm-hmm will be able to be successful. When does coaching really start to matter in any sport, really? It will. It comes down to the end of the season. Yes. When we are in the postseason and mm-hmm. we're coming down to critical moments and right. critical adjustments, is that what Freddie Kitchens is going to be able to do? Critical downs. And that is why I question all of this Super Bowl talk. Not right. because they don't have a Super Bowl-level roster, but as we do every single year, we find a team that has a ton of talent on paper and then we project them into the Super Bowl. Right. It's more than that. I think that they need a few more years to build the culture, to prove their coaching staff to yeah. be the right fit, mm-hmm. and to be able to perform in those big moments. They're the youngest team in the NFL. It would be unprecedented. We saw what just happened in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yes. Sean McVay is the wonder kid. Jared Goff had an incredible season. Mm-hmm. They had monstrous amount of stars. Yep. And had a wonderful, amazing regular season. Like, they deserved to be there. And were a worthy opponent. Mm -hmm. And then it was one of the most unwatchable Super Bowls of all time. Like, if we're just keeping it real. Bill Belichick, yeah. Right. Bill Belichick happened. And Sean McVay admitted, like, he overprepared and Mm. Bill Belichick got in his head. Because that's what the Lord of Darkness does. Okay? The devil's a liar. (laughs) And that's what happened. Like, being around Beyonce. It's like, a coach being around Bill Belichick is like, yeah, he didn't know know what Here's what we're thinking of against you. (laughs) What do you think? Right. Like, here's our game plan. <laughs> right. Break it down for me. Right. Um, and that's no disrespect to Sean McVay, who's going to have a, a wonderful career. They're going to yeah. be back there again, and he's going to mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl or, or multiple Super Bowls, I'm sure. But that's just the reality. Like, experience matters in those huge moments in any sport because you've been there.
there before. You don't get nervous. You don't make those little mistakes. And if you're a, an experienced coach, you know what to do. You don't have to think about what to do. You know what to do. And that's right. what Tom Brady says all the time. And that's why he watches an obscene amount of tape. Well, regular Tom does. Pod Tom goes to the Met Gala. Right, exactly. But I just think that the Browns have this perfect formula of superstars and just bubbling interest. And now the potential is what worries me because I, I think you should always go into a season with Super Bowl aspirations. Like you're not right. there. You're not just happy to be no there. Reason so not to. of course you should say we want to win a Super Bowl. Right. You shouldn't say we are going to win a Super Bowl. My chair really needs some WD forty. I swear yeah. I'm not farting. I'm it's just like it's very yeah. annoying. That it's might bothering be me. One of my old chairs. I can't do I can't as as Ash will tell you, I cannot do ambient sound. It's very distracting How for me. You, what specifically ambient sounds? Yes, not no goes for George no, Taylor. No, that's a no go for me. Yeah. What is what's another ambient sound? Uh, like we're if we're in the studio yeah. and people like drop stuff or like oh, you're talking yes. in the back or something. Like it's, ASR. It, I can't. Um, it's like, like my ready. brain stops working. Like if I was if I was in Collins' position, I would have to stop down the show and be like, "Can we please give absolute <laughs> silence?" <laughs> Okay. It's unbearable. Okay, we should anyway, add that to the list, the, the crazy list. I would. I would absolutely do it. And you know what? It wouldn't happen again. That's what no I No one would ask. Gravity would learn okay, not to mess. If someone mess. dropped something, that's not their fault. Okay. okay. Although we know how we that feel about. That was the example we, we got. We know how we feel about clumsy fault. people. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, dropping something is acceptable. That happens. I dropped something earlier today while Undisputed was doing their toss. It happens. Okay. But if it's not a pillow. You dropped hot tea on me yesterday. Oh, did I get that on you? I'm sorry. Yeah, it burned a little. I apologize for that. Why did you, Why'd you just tell tea? me I got it on you? Why'd you get her tea? She asked for because tea? we were in the middle of a staff no, meeting. I got tea. You got tea for you? Yeah, I hit it off the top of my computer. More importantly, I got it on my computer. Just kidding. <laughs> I was I was just about to say yeah. <laughs> the point of matter is though, dropping stuff is acceptable. We've completely derailed. Dropping stuff is acceptable, but the talking while the show's going on that is not a, that's a no go for me. They do it a lot there. The other day, people were crazy? talking. There was an alarm going off. Music during the show, like music out of the speakers. Yes. It was it, it was like if you want to see me malfunction, that like I was like I was I was gonna like it was like pouring water on a robot. It was so bad. <laughs> Anyway, they do do it a lot on stage. I can't do it. Where were we? The point is, um, Cowboys. I don't know. The, the Browns. We were talking Browns. about the Browns. Yeah. Yes, I don't we remember what we were talking about. The point is, they have a great amount of talents, and they should have Super Bowl aspirations. But I'm more concerned with the Browns building a lasting culture of success blocks. Like there, there's no elevator to the top of success yes, or yes. whatever that stupid saying is. But like there's it. stairs, okay? Yeah, and yeah. it's true. It's true. You have to build your way into sustained success. If you get an elevator ride, then you're likely to take an elevator ride right back down to the bottom because you didn't earn it and you didn't build it. An accurate segue for the most interesting team in the NFL, the Cowboys, because they have taken these steps to relevancy by winning. Mm -hmm. The fact that they were in the NFC Championship game is, I'm still like, Surprised that, I, that 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 was the case, and I'm surprised I took them. Why did we take Cowboys? Anyways, because they're they're gonna they're gonna cowboy it up. But anyways, with Zeke sitting out, they have a team and a roster full of stars. Zeke sitting out out is the drama. What was the last thing for the most interesting team? Pot potential stars and drama. They have it all. They, they have it all, and they're also the Cowboys. Dak Prescott needs to get paid. These are essentially contract years for all these people because they have to decide where they're going to spend all this all-star money. Mm -hmm. And they have a new offensive coordinator. So I think they're going to win enough to be relevant. There's a chance that with their record, the Browns are bad enough that people are kind of like, yeah, we'll see, whatever, not really think. Kind of like the Steelers last year. No, they see, kinda just, like, I disagree. Put them to the back I think burner. if the Browns are bad, it's going to be a bigger story than if the Browns are good because what worries if me— If the Cowboys are good, though— 
Cowboys, it's going to take well, the Cowboys over. have been good, and they always do when they are. Like, consistently since Dak Prescott's no been trusts, there. No one trusts Dak. So every time they, you tune in to see what's going to happen. I agree. I don't get it. Because they've been good since he's been there. I, yes. and they, they, they don't it's appreciate weird. that. It's I always want to remind them how mm. awful they were when he was not there. Right. They got Jason Witten coming back. That's a fun story. Oh, line. my gosh. I it forgot is, about that one. It's actually fascinating. I it forgot about that one. That tips the scales oh, yeah. into, the, into the Cowboys thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a actually lot. fascinating. But both these teams, both these teams are going to be very compelling this year. I just am most interested in what the Browns can do. Yeah. Um, all right, what's next? The Kawhi Leonard and Paul George moved to the Clippers, took the NBA world by storm, but now we know how it happened. The Raptors flew Kawhi back to Toronto and still lost out. Magic Johnson spilled the beans, costing the Lakers their chance to get the biggest big three possible. Joy, Kawhi was never going to the Lakers. Wit it or quit it? Wit it. Um, mm. This is an excellent article by The Athletic. It's definitely worth a read because it yeah. basically documents how all of this went down. And is a firm reminder that Kawhi Leonard is an absolute gangster, and don't Ugh, you forget it. Bored man. I never forgot it, but everyone else just you know took a little snooze fest on the braids. Him, and he made, I'm telling you, you gotta be wearing them braids. If you're somebody who's rocking the braids all the time past 2010. That's a dangerous person. It is. You gotta pay attention to how they move. Yeah, you have to watch. You have to watch it. So the point is, Magic talked about the meeting with Uncle Dennis, which was a mistake because he also didn't bring meat and cheese, which is always a mistake. (laughs) Or the dipping sauces. Oh man, how many dipping sauces? Fifteen dipping sauces. I mean, we knew the Clippers won at that point. Like, if you're a sauce person, honestly, if you're ever recruiting me for anything and you bring meat oh, and sauces man. with I some mean, cheese, it's going to be very hard for me to turn you down. How could you? You're going to have to bomb the rest of that presentation. Oh, if all like, if I, I can get these snack sauces on cheese, if I, if I come here, these sauces are going to be here they're too? They're always going to be available to me? I mean, dipping sauces are just amazing. And I eat Ooh. cheese every day. I'm on a meat-free diet this week. Ooh. I did eat one sausage this morning. But other than that... <laughs> Joy. I'm not meat-free diet, and fish doesn't Vegan, count. Vegan except I've, for Tuesdays. No, I'm also only eating fish. Only fish. Well, you're a pescatarian. Okay. Other than the sausage you ate this morning. But I was so hungry. <laughs> it's so hard. It's only Tuesday. Yeah. I made one day. That's a huge step. I said this week. Listen, that's great. Yeah. Two days in a row. Build from there. It's gonna be I great. I brought water with lemon to think about drinking. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the sausage you ate? Look, it's baby steps, okay? And then Tracy Facts. gave me her cousin's peach cobbler. Anyway. There ain't no meat in that. What they put bacon bits in it? There, there's not meat in that. I'm saying the point is it's very difficult, all right? I'm trying. Uh, you know, prog- progress, not, not perfection. So yeah, Magic destroyed that that situation. Like he he wanted to get and he I knew he I, would. again respect because it's not Magic's fault because the Lakers ma- trashed Magic on the way out with Rob Palenka and that's it's all the Lakers. Do you fault, forget right? how he was on the way out? That was on him. He could have had a private meeting with Jeannie and Rob Palenka and Heath Ledger and be like, "Hey guys, all right, let's talk about this. Y'all coming at me sideways. I hear what y'all saying." Let's can we swash this Here's so we can get the, to a but championship? But that's not the Lakers' way. And, and, I'm, like, and I'm not gonna say he <laughs> <Yeah>. did. <laughs> he is not. Look, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not gonna say now. anything. Bad. <laughs> I, I am not gonna say anything gonna bad about Magic. This is not the Lakers' way, and okay. they tried to move in silence, and th- like they're lasagna. like ravioli. Okay. <laughs> They're very yeah, obvious, yeah. all right? They're just not lasagna, and that's what it is. It's Shout what it out is. to the G's. I love ravioli. 
Uh, anyway, the point is, that was not going to happen. No. Because that and on top of the fact that Kawhi didn't want to join a super team. And of course he didn't want to join a super team. That's not even Kawhi's style. Why does he want to be the second guy to LeBron when he just won a championship basically on his own. So why it did we take no the bait? Sense. Why was the bait taken? The entire time, the entire time, let's remember when Jerry West moved there from the clip. Everybody's like, oh, shit. watch out Jerry West. He's going to be making moves. He's not going to go to a program that's just going to not be in the playoffs and not going to win. Right. Then you got uh, the head coach, Mark, what's his name? Rivers, Rivers, Doc Rivers, Doc Mark Rivers, Rivers Mark Doc Rivers. <laughs> you got Doc Rivers. Like the, the, Doc Rivers, All of these NBA stars watch other teams win to see where they're going to go. It made so much sense that Clippers were on paper. And as soon as everybody hears Lakers, like, oh, yep, that's it. Well, because the Lakers are the bigger brand. And that's kind of, when you read the article, that's how it's all explained. And it makes perfect sense. And like now, taking a step back from it, it's like, of course he wasn't going to the Lakers. And what no. I love about this, and the Raptors, look, he, he was never going to stay with the Enjoy Raptors. And he was compart- completely within his right to ask for the sun, moon, and stars, yes. as the, the quote is. Because he didn't want to stay there. So he should just ask, like, you know what? maybe I'll stay if they give me all of this yes. and they didn't he's like alright cool made my decision easy and that's fine they shouldn't hand over no one should hand over their franchise like that to a player unless it is a player of LeBron James status because he literally cha- has proven he changes commerce right. for whole cities yeah. I don't know if Kawhi does that he mm-hmm. can change the, the history of a franchise right. but I don't think he's changing commerce for the Toronto Raptors no. like it, he LeBron has that power he's in a different space Kawhi is very good. He's up there on that that tier, but he's not LeBron James. Don't talk on Tuesdays. It's different. It's different. I, I also I enjoy a nice Taco Tuesday as well. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Okay, we didn't, we didn't need to do it. We didn't need to do it. We did not need to do it. The point is, of course, the Clippers got Kawhi. He's the perfect fit for them. Yeah. They were aggressive. They did everything right, mm-hmm. and we were worried they weren't going to get rewarded, and they did get rewarded because it makes sense. And this is a perfect time to remind all organizations out there who are completely dysfunctional, who think it's fine to just fire coaches at whim and not treat their employees properly and have a completely dysfunctional PR department and not take care of players and not take care of players' players families Mm -hmm. and lie to the media or drip, drip everything out to the media. Don't run your franchise that way because you are recruiting free agents 24-7, 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. They're always watching. And this matters. These type of players change not only the course of your current team, but the history of your franchise and potentially the history of the NBA. They (sighs) are legacy effectors. And guys don't just care about playing in the sunshine and living in Los Angeles. Like, they want to know that they're with a situation where they're not going to walk into work every day and not know what's happening and the sky is falling. Yeah. They want to know they're going into work and Magic Johnson's not going to up and quit two minutes before the game yeah, starts. The they pre- want to know that everything is stable. They mm-hmm. want to know that the people that they're working for have credentials and have proven themselves and have proven to be functional and can work with other people. That It's bigger than just the brands because they are a brand so I'm very glad that all these dysfunctional organizations and I'm not trashing the Lakers the Lakers are going to be great this year I'm going to watch all their games they're going to be revelational and they will probably be in the championship at the end like uh, that's I I I believe that like it's the Clippers Lakers like I'm not discrediting anything that the Lakers have done I'm just saying it doesn't surprise me that Kawhi went there because he wants to be in a functional situation do you believe that he had nothing to do with Paul George though because um, that seems far Yes, I do, because nobody saw that coming. It's true. 
So I can be- I, I mean, I don't think that Kawhi and Paul George never talked. Right. But I don't think he. I can believe that he wasn't actively involved in the recruiting process. <laughs> yeah. I, I ran into Paul George at Shake Shack yesterday. With oh. Michelle and I. Had, uh, so which, you asked him. No, I, I I ran into him and it was kind of it was. He's very tall. I had to look. Uh, it's seeing his face from that angle. Paul George almost tall, doesn't huh? look like Paul George, but six nine is very tall. He was like he's with his agent, and I didn't hear what he ordered, but I would love to see. But you got Paul George might gain some weight because that definitely happened else that Shake Shack. Anyways, I want to say I walk by him. He's going to give LeBron so many buckets. He's like he is like the physique of a Kevin Durant. Like minus whatever ability that Kevin Durant has to score every time, like he's going to give LeBron so many buckets. Isn't it so funny how when you see basketball players like that in person, how shockingly ginormous they are? It's, uh, it, because it's like it, a tree's in the room yeah, moving it, around. It's, it's like, like uh, it, it's yeah, it is because you know the eighty the Anthony Davis commercial with the oil, right? Yes, where he's like the screen adds right, like right. you know seven, seven feet, feet or yeah. whatever. It's like the opposite, yeah. like. And I, I know I sound yes. ridiculous right now, but I'm being very serious. Like I was at Pango's All American Camp with Earl, and these are 14 year olds, and I am, and I can't. Their legs are this big, they're this big round, okay, and they're <laughs> seven feet tall. I'm five two, so I am. I, and listen, right. my brothers are giant humans. Yes, like my they are. older brother's six six, my younger brother's six four. So it's not like I'm uh, like You're not used to, used to being around big right, people. Right. But this is a different type of giant. Yeah. And stealth. Yeah, the movement. It's it's we sound ridiculous, but trust me. No, it's yeah, like it's group really walking crazy. around. It's it's very <laughs> group. Yeah, it's like okay, group. so you saw Paul Jordan Shake Shack, and yeah. you didn't feel like asking him if Kawhi recruited him or not. I I I a lot like, of things. Like, what's the worst that can happen? No, no, a lot of things came in my head because that's the same parking lot area I saw Josh Harden. I was like, we have to say something, and then literally two days later, he Where left. Where is this? This he is like this is like away. the hot spot. I mean, uh, Marina Del Rey shouts out, you know, what I'm saying gang gang. Uh, but yeah, it was just. Shout out to Ralph. Um, shout out to, shout out to <laughs> Shake Shack. Shake Shack is legit. But like, I was, I was thinking, I was like, this would be the perfect time to talk to him because he, there's no one around. He's just with his agent. He's used to this. I think he just saw somebody bump into his agent. It's like a white guy. I was like, wow, you're pretty tall. You know, it's like Paul George was probably like ready to laugh. It's like, I, there was a perfect time. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let him live. You know what's something to not say to I'm a tall person? What? They're tall. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm sure like, 305 in person is bigger than people expect. Like, oh, look at you, big old self. Look at you. Who is all outside? I mean, but they know they're tall. They, yes. I, I, my best friend looking is, down is, on is like 5'9", 5'10". And I can't tell you how. Like, And it's like, it always fascinated me. She's she's not single now. But when she was single, uh, guys would come up and be like, oh, how long did you take your pants off? <laughs> yeah, when I, when I talk to girls, I'm like, like, oh, what, what's that shoe you wear? <laughs> you play basketball? <laughs> well, you must have been a volleyball player. Ugh. Let people live. Because you go to hell and find these lines. What do you What do you think is going to go? Men what are you, really what are you trying to, to accomplish? Yeah, men just don't know how to talk to people. Are you trying to sound yeah. like a complete moron? Because if you are, bingo. It's like, oh, you're pretty up there. What's the weather this. like up there? Just first or just like, or just the normal one. Like it's, you are, wow, you're tall. Yeah. Kawhi's not going to the Lakers. <laughs> Hear ye, hear ye, Pat Fitzgerald. That's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Is the coach of Northwestern, and he is Patty. So he was uh, giving interviews, and yeah. he talked about the attendance in the NCAA going down for football games, college football games. Um, so here is Pat Fitzgerald on why the attendance for the NCAA is down. Here's why he thinks it's down. 
I think phones, I think technology has been the decline in attendance, number one. I think, you know, watching young people today live like this instead of like that. You know, Stacey and I were out on a date last night and there was two couples, two groups of couples sitting next to us and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm old. Like, not one of the four couples were talking to each other. They were all on their phones. And it just drove me up. to. I literally wanted to be like a dad and go, like, give me your phone, talk to each other. <laughs> I mean, this is pathetic. So it was really, really pathetic. And I think that's just, it's just changed the way a lot of younger people and younger fans intake is all through technology. And, I mean, you watch a concert and everybody's holding their phone up. Like, listen, watch, take it in, create a memory. Because they don't go back and watch the videos. They just want to post it on their social media which is pathetic because it creates a society of, look at me, isn't my life great? Even though when they go home, they're like, I hate myself, I hate my life, everything's wrong. Okay, first of all, we all go through life seeing people on their phones um, because that's what people do now. They are on their phones. Now, I personally try to make a conscious effort to step away from the phone for a couple hours right. per day, mm-hmm. You know, maybe take a nap, yeah. or um, while I use it at the gym, so that doesn't count. But I do try <laughs> to cut down on the phone, because it is yes. annoying. And I don't even like being on the phone all like that. Mm-hmm. Try to read or like exercise or do something to just right. not be stuck on the phone all Limit day. Limit your screen time. Right, but I also didn't grow up with cell phones, so it's I'm not addicted to it the way that kids right. today are. Yeah. Also, I would agree with him. Like the communication that you have human to human has completely changed. Yes. But I also am aware that it's changed. I have embraced the new wave okay. of technology. Okay, so even though you we're all still navigating this new world of do I use an emoji or an exclamation point? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How does this tone sound via email? Should I say thank you or thanks? It's yes. very dramatic. Green you know, text versus blue text. All of these things are, are new to all of us. We're all navigating this new world together, yes. okay? We're all in it together, dude. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, it's here, dude. It ain't changing. Everybody's on their phones. Have you seen a child without a phone or a tablet or some sort of device? Mm-hmm. No, you haven't, because that's the world we live in now. So this whole thing, like, oh, well, I saw everybody out the wall. You know, nobody talks to each other anymore. It, that's fine, okay? Maybe that does have something to do with it. I personally feel like I agree with Colin. It's probably because you, you know, Alabama schedules five games against uh, Panera Bread University as mm-hmm. Colin so endearingly always calls it. Like, yes. But it's, it's right. Like, yes. I don't. There's five games on, Al- on Alabama's schedule I will not watch one second no. of nope. because there was guaranteed to be a game on that is 1,000 times better than Alabama, even though that they are probably going to be in the championship game at yeah. the end of the year because they schedule these nonsense games. And if I'm you in Alabama, why, unless I literally have nothing else to do, if I'm a student, why would I go to that? Why do I want to watch 65-10? Why would I do that when I could just do anything else or like sit in my house and drink beer and not be at the game like it's you can't blame people for not wanting to go to those trash games i still have problem with students that choose the university and i know it's weird because i went to Notre Dame, but people that choose a university just to have a fun football experience like they, like yeah, do you have anything that, that, that's to do really, that's really probably yeah, not the what? take from you <laughs> i do have an issue with that like you don't have any aspirations to, to like do anything with your life other than watch football games in person see alabama win there's plenty of alabama people that go to Alabama just to win on their football team for four years. Like, what are you doing with your life? I mean, I don't, I mean, people should have fun. Like, if that's what you want to do. What do you do in the spring? 
Yeah. Like football is three months or four months. Yeah, Alabama's like, basketball it's, it's team is brag not that about, great. Brag Reason. about how great Alabama is. I don't know. All I'm saying is this whole idea that like technology is the devil and like it's the death of all society. It sounds really good and it sounds yeah. like really old and old school and gritty and. It's also true. It's the world we live in. Like, get get on board. It, 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 it's not progressive. It makes no sense. If I'm a college recruit, like, yes, totally. I totally want to go there so I can get my phone confiscated for three hours a day from coach. Like, not the saying that he's going to do that, but right. I just think if you look at something that's clearly, obviously, reality as a negative, then it will become a negative. Like, it can be a positive for you that everyone's on their phones. Get awesome highlights. Amp up your social media department. Win like, some games. Win some games. Yeah. I'm not saying the Norfolk Western is bad. They're not. I'm just no, saying that this this whole concept and like the the like the internet and phones and stuff is all like the destruction of society. Maybe it is, but it's here, and we're living in yeah. this bubble yeah. of of technology world with the phones always here. So I, it just sound it just sounds so get off my lawn, <laughs> and I, I don't get it. Like I don't I don't get embrace not embracing something that is a full on reality. Well, you can't embrace it because you don't understand it, but it is the new wave, and you're going to have to be able to know it to navigate life. And it's scary to think that life in the future is going to be hard to navigate because you're not buying into texting now you know does that, does that make sense like yeah, you, should, I, you should get on board with texting it's very convenient i know i went like like my mom was not she didn't want to get a phone with the screen i was like well when zoe grows up and she's gonna text you it's gonna be way farther than that so you need to at least get used to texting with the screen and the little buttons on the phone because life's gonna pass these people by yeah yeah my mom does not like uber she gets oh, very. Yes, she gets. Yes. She gets. Angry. I love anti Uber takes. Old anti when I talk about Uber. a random car. I'm like, mom, I'm gonna just take an Uber. <laughs> no, you want. You will not take an Uber. I'm like, okay, but when I go back to LA, I'm going to take an Uber. She's like, well, and, and uh, my friend's father's like, well, what, what, what about Lyft? Like. The exact same thing, yeah. just what a is, different company. She wants you to take I, a bear bell or like. I, well, the thing some is, mace? the argument against it is always like she's like, well, I don't want you in a car with a stranger. I'm like, so cab. Yeah, it's not a gr- bus. But actually, and I tell her this every time. I'm like, if I get murdered in a uh, Uber, you can find the person who did it very easily. Yes. Just hit up Uber. Yes. Boom. He's smiling. Phone his number. Avatar. Picture. Yeah. GPS. Address. Probably. Some yeah. GPS, possibly, unless yeah. they took into a remote location. But at least you'll find the last person that had possession of me. Yeah. A cab. I will never be able to tell you the name, Mm-mm. the number on the cab. I probably wouldn't even be able to tell you the cab company. No. Nope. You're never going to find me. No. It's so much better for me to just take an Uber so if I'm going to die true. that way. What are you worried about? Me dying? Technology's scary. So that actually makes sense when you think about it because it's my mom. Yeah, so that's just you to worry about. But it's just unreal. It's an unrealistic fear. Yeah. Not really that unrealistic. But like, I, I'm still going to take Uber. It doesn't happen <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's time for Hockey Loki. Hockey Loki. Pretty good. Uh, so high key, Manny Pacquiao is a scientist. Yes. Low key, I am ready for the rematch. A Thurman? No. Oh, with the pig one. Yes, yeah, the other one. Yes. The one that we all want to see. <laughs> so Pac-Man was great. He mm. beat Keith Thurman and gave Thurman his first uh, career defeat Ooh. in a split decision. So he has the WBA welterweight title now. Pacquiao does. He could fight Errol Spence or Sean Porter. But of course, everyone is talking about potential rematch with Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Now, Pacquiao looked great. He looked yes. light. He looked fast. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. He was eating everything that Thurman was throwing at him because Crazy. there was a there's a point where it was like, okay, maybe Thurman can start to try and get some potential, like right. you know. Some what what's the word I'm looking for? 
momentum. Really? To try and get some momentum. Not potential, momentum. Okay. Momentum Good. in the fight. But there was never a point where I felt like the fight turned. Mm-hmm. So, right, no. because everything he was doing, everything he was throwing at Pacquiao, he was just eating. Even even his like hard land square on punches, Pacquiao was just like, yeah, What's that was, movie where he punches him and he's like, is that like every action movie ever? Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a good, yeah, no. Gosh, we gotta I wanted a great scenes. reference, but yeah, there's no. like 10 of them that came to mind. Uh, the point is, he looked great. Like, sweet science, all on that ass, yeah. no worries about being 40, mm-hmm. and it was it was a remarkable thing to watch. And it was a fun fight. Like, it was a good fight. Thurman gave him a good fight. It was just obviously Pacquiao's fight. Are we willing to say that Manny Pacquiao is just like that good? Because you get into the mistakes of saying oh he beat 30 year old thurman who hadn't lost the game he should be playing fight. Floyd. Fight, sorry dang. uh <laughs> he should fight play against floyd mayweather but he should fight floyd mayweather. Dang. is there is there a huge can there just be a really huge gap between this upper and rising yes. star thurman and the 50 and 0 champ yes yes there is and that's kind of the point and that's why i picked pacquiao to win because it just felt like there's just too much noise around thurman ending pacquiao's career right because it's not going to be the way that pacquiao goes out it it just can't it's gonna it's gonna really feel like okay this is the end of pacquiao because it really seems like he's never going to stop fighting no and this whole idea that you're 40 so you can't do it anymore i think we kind of have to start abandoning that like if yeah if, if you are now there are there are obviously outliers right like not, not everyone at 40 is Pacquiao not everyone no. at 40 is Tom Brady but with the advancements in rehab mm-hmm. and nutrition and training and recovery mm-hmm. now like you got to take it a little bit more seriously I understand the 10-year gap is a lot but then you start to account for just the skill level and the intelligence of yeah. the fighter or the player no and how. it just you don't you don't have to wonder about what the next move is. You yep. already know it's routine. Body so you're not you're not strategizing and that allows you to not work like if your body is in shape, your mind is superior in this spot. Like he just has so much more experience than Keith Thurman and it showed. Now I don't think that there was the best stylistic matchup for Keith Thurman either because right. right. he felt like kind of heavy and right. lumbering. It's a name but, fight, title fight. But Pacquiao looks great, and I'm I I will watch a rematch with Mayweather. I really? don't think Mayweather. Of course, and you will too. And so will ever. I, I hate when people say this. I don't want to say it. It might not be the best fight, okay? But you uh, are gonna watch it. So stop lying to yourself. If Mayweather and Pacquiao book a rematch, who do I root your for? Your ass is gonna be sitting right in front of that TV with the rest of us watching that. Shit. I will watch that if they say the winner fights McGregor in in a boxing mm. ring. That I want to mm. see. Then I'm buying in. What I then I'm don't want to see is a McGregor Mayweather rematch. Why not? Because McGregor is never fighting again. I don't even is he is he even fighting? I don't think he. I mean, is he ever gonna fight again? I don't know anything about that. No. Those silk sheets might be tough. Yeah. I mean, he Ronda he Ronda Rousey'd us. Shout out. I mean, she laid out the the, the framework and he's just he's the plan. he yeah exactly she led the way. <laughs> she, I mean, he he sells whiskey now. Which I got I, I gotta try that. Just get more heavyweight boxing. I'm, I'm, right, I'm ready for the heavyweight fights again. I'm ready for no, boxing, boxing is back, and yes. I love it. We, we thought boxing was dead. It is not. It is back. It's awesome. It's fun. The personalities are there again, mm-hmm. and I will watch a rematch with Mayweather and Pacquiao, and I've got news for you. So will you. So just stop lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, high key, it is list season. Woo! Everybody got their list. Everybody got their ratings. Everybody's got an opinion about favorite player. Why haven't we created our list of favorite lists? Ooh. Excellent idea. Don't let me forget that. List of favorite lists. Write it down. 
Because I'm... Oh, I got so, some. Oh, I'm just thinking. Mm. So many. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. Well, anyway, the athletic uh, um, and Loki Cam Newton continues to be disrespected. Yes, yes, so, yes. So yes, yes. uh, the athletic did their tier rating, which, in all fairness, this is what I actually would consider a rating because they do an anonymous vote system with GMs and coaches. You know, I hate anonymous stuff. Yes. But in this case, they're rating everyone, not just giving anonymous quotes about random players who will they never have on their team and they sound ridiculous, right. which we've gone over. So there are four different tiers. So if tier one, Aaron, and these are in order, which, you know, you can like bark and whine about the order, but right. let's just keep them in tiers for, for argument's sake. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson in tier one. I think for the most part, everyone kind of agrees those are the elite of the elite in the NFL to begin with. Like, that's yes. not really news. And basically, like, these guys are guys that they win because of them. Like, they yes, are yes. the they're the quarterback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tier two are guys that have a couple holes in their game but are still great. Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield. Now, out of this particular group, I would argue Carson Wentz does not belong in there because I I know he had an MVP level season, yeah. but he's come off two major injuries and I just I need to see more from him. I know he has great potential and he just got the contracts, but yeah, I just I, I I am very, very skeptical of Carson Wentz. Yeah, I you should be. He's giving you all of the reasons to be, but those Sunday night and Monday night football games, freshman year or his rookie year at in the NFL were just electric. No, I mean he's great. And like it's just when he's when he's sticking your he's mind. Available. Everybody has a play that sticks in their mind, just like Patrick Mahomes. You have a play that sticks in your mind. I was like that guy's different, and that's why I gave him the money. But it could yes, be a mistake. and I had no problem with the money ever. Yeah, yes, of course. of course they had to pay him. But I, I just when he's available, he's great. Yes, but you got to be available. He's now tier three though. is Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Nick Foles, Garoppolo, Derek Carr, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Eli Manning, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold. Get Jameis Winston out of there. Um, I would move <laughs> Jameis Winston. I would move Eli Manning, and I would. I know people are going to be angry, but I would also move Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo has played in like eight. NFL games, okay? And I'm not exaggerating here. Like, dude has not played a lot of football. We think Jimmy Garoppolo has played a lot of football. He hasn't. He just has a big name and a giant contract, and he's he's been injured. And he's been good when he played said games. Like, those games, it's how another many, thing. It's how many good starts? games. Ten starts. He's ten NFL starts. He didn't even make it through all those, but he's very handsome. And he's good at football. He's good at throwing the football. Is he? He played ten games. We've seen ten games from people that... Shouldn't play the eleventh, and they okay, still got to I would be willing to keep him on here if you move him to the very bottom of tier three because he has played ten NFL games. Well, who's in tier four? So tier four, tier four is Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, and Josh Rosen. I oh. don't really have a problem with any of these no, guys. Jimmy Garoppolo deserves to be in that category. I think. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, He's but my my four. original point is Cam Newton should be in tier two. Cam Newton was a regular season MVP. He has been the franchise quarterback for the Panthers for how many years? Mm -hmm. He is a superstar, and he is that good when he is also available. Like, he needs to be in Tier 2. If you Mm -hmm. have Carson Wentz in there, you got to have Cam Newton in there. Oh, facts, yeah. And don't even argue like he's the top of Tier 3. Like, he needs – I don't care about, like, he doesn't have the best arm or whatever. Like, he's not that accurate. He is – when he is great, he is Incredible. He in electric and all those things that you were describing with Carson Wentz. He should be in tier two. The Super Bowl was was embarrassing the way he lost to the Denver Broncos, but that was a great defense. They were ready. They were not. The the Panthers were not. Matt Ryan lost in pretty embarrassing fashion, if I recall correctly. 
Yeah. He hasn't really bounced back from that either, though. Well, that's why he's in tier two. Yeah. Loveless. Loser power, power rankings. Loser power, power rankings. These are the losers the losers of the week. Oh, Space Jam 2. Oh. Okay, so it took me a long time <laughs> to get on board with Space Jam 2. A Did very it? long time. Wow. Yes, because Space Jam is Story. one of the top five greatest basketball movies ever made. It was a pinnacle of my like childhood. And Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time at everything, except for owning team. And yes, I get it there. Right. But it, it, it's a space jam. Like it doesn't. How do you add on? How do you how do you add on to an epic tale such as space yeah. jam? You know what I mean? So yeah, they're, and they're and now they're having difficulty. So they have moved on, which is a nice way of saying firing. LeBron yes. fired Terrence Nance as the director mm-hmm. uh, due to different takes on creative vision, which is I a very imagine. nicest way of saying we are not getting yeah. along. It's like, no, nah, you're not doing all that. Right. Why don't you listen to me? I'm LeBron. Uh, right, which which Possibly which that. will yeah. which will maybe come back to haunt him mm. if we find out that this movie is trash mm. when it comes out. And He's trying to run the movies like you run teams. That that was successful in Cleveland. It's true. Okay. That's so anyway, he, uh, Terrence Nance did oversimplification of her beauty and random acts of flyness on HBO. Mm-hmm. So Malcolm D. Lee will take over. He has a proven track record with studio comedies. He did Girl Strip and Night School. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. We said so proven, we but might we got one at one and one. Fifty percent success rate. Okay. I mean, people. I saw Night School. Okay. You saw, saw Night School. Huh? Did you see Night School? I, that uh, would be a success because we both saw it. Okay. So there I, you go. You may not I have liked high school. I didn't say I saw but it. But you saw it. Did you see it or did you not see it? I support black businesses and black. And you I, you saw it. I haven't been on a I haven't been on a plane yet and been bored enough to put it on. Okay, so you haven't seen it. <laughs> I have not seen okay, it. Okay, well I've seen it, so one okay. out of two ain't bad. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Anyway, and Girl's Trip was great. Awesome. Amazing. Um, so and good. the script is Ryan Coogler, who's obviously incredible right. at Black Panther and Creed, yes. and Sev Ohanian. So anyway, the point is, um, <laughs> LeBron. LeBron has hedged his bets now. Like he has decided, and we because we're pointing this on LeBron, right? Like this is LeBron's <sighs> project. You got to put it on LeBron. He's doing so much though. I, he's he doing too so much. much. He's doing too much. I agree. It's too much. Ugh. But it's this is when they scheduled the shooting, so it has to happen. I'm just look. I'm gonna be very upset if this movie is not good because it took me a very long time. I do not change my opinion a lot on things that. I don't feel like changing my opinion on, okay? And this is one of those things. It took me a lot, and now I'm here, so I just want to make sure that it's good. All right. There was a, who who said they were going to be in it? Uh, was it Don Cheadle? There's going to be like one of the actors playing himself in it. I just, it's not, it's not. I mean, we'll see. It seems like a really good made-for-TV movie at this point. Stop it! I can't I'm just saying. No, Lifetime I refuse to accept it. Has great films. I, they do, but I'm not. That's not what's Shoot happening, out. okay? It's got to. Hey, shouts out! Yeah, shouts out! <laughs> All right, next on the list is Chris Paul, who is probably going to end up starting the season with OKC. It seemed like there was a situation where there was an agreement that Chris Paul was going to go to Miami or just kind of just give a little drive yeah, through Chris. Oklahoma City. And now it's Somewhere. like, nope, you live here now because nobody wants that contract. And no team with young players it was wants to bring in Chris Paul. It was communicated differently. It says, it seems like he's meshing well. We, we're we're going to start the season with this person on our team. A.K.A. Pat Riley said, uh-uh, no. Yeah, a lot of people said no. I'm going to need those picks back. And if you're not handing the picks over, then it's uh-uh, no. That's Enjoy a perfectly fine season. request. Yeah, it is. It makes perfect sense. Of yeah. course you would give those picks back. They're their picks anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. Anyway, uh, next on the list is every other shoe company except for Jordan. Woo! 
Zion, Simon, Jordan, those shoes are going to be fire. Are they? Yes. They're going to be big. They are going to be big. They're going to be like, they're going to be tough for my feet because I have very narrow feet. Birdman lugs. And uh, I'm wearing Jordan's right right now. The Uh, lugs. Oh, yeah, sevens. You got a little seven Uh, action. I don't know what type of sevens those are, but they're sevens. (laughs) But. Colorful sevens. I'm very, I'm I'm going to get some Zions. I am. I mean, yeah. I imagine for when it's winter time, I'll need some Zions. I'm sure they're still toed. They're like, gonna be big. Yeah, they might be steel toe. Big, big. They, they might be similar to the guys that play in Tim's. Yes, I can see. Have you ever seen someone play basketball? In Tim's? Yes, with the white socks. Uh, of course you have white ruffled. socks. Of course yes. you have white socks yes. and sweats. Uh, would you like to hear from the goat? Zion's incredible determination, character, and player inspiring. He's an essential part of the new talent that will help lead the brand into the future. He told us he would shock the world and asked us to believe him. We do. I don't think Jordan wrote that, but. It's very nice. He's selling. They're selling the shoes to kids who don't know that Team Jordan shoes are trash. How dare you? They don't know that. I'm How telling you, you can't come in here. One time, my boy Darnell, shouts out, speak for yourself. He came in the Ball State locker room with some new Team Jordans on, and one of the guys was like playing with him. Was like, "Oh, D, I see you got them J's." He said, "Had to." <laughs> just, <laughs> just ether them. Like, why don't y'all take them shoes off? Take them big ass Zions off. I'm they're not looking be, forward to the Zion Jordan fly. brand. I am crossover. looking forward to it. And they're gonna be they're gonna usher in a the new Thanos's. era of Jordan. <laughs> they're gonna look like his boots too. No, they're not. <laughs> All right. Um, what is in the culture Rubio's culture report this week? Spoiler alert, Marvel killed off some of your favorite characters in Endgame, but the remix edition to the Marvel Universe is coming with films and TV shows that will keep heroes entertaining us for at least until 2021. Announcements surrounding the new Marvel Universe include new movies for The Black Panther, Thor, Black Widow, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Blade. Joy, what Marvel announcement are you most excited about? So, first of all, I just want to say, Comic-Con looks like so much fun, and one day I'm going to go and be fully dressed up. I don't know who I'm going to go as yet. But it's going to be awesome. San Diego is the big one. I've been to New York when I worked it. Ran, took a lot of pictures with some Dragon Ball Z characters. Very fun. Everybody was having a good time. It's like a nice, good nerd culture. Yeah, it's a good energy because yes. everyone is a nerd and no one cares. that This is where all nerds. No, you're almost I, like, you have to be nerd. They, they criticize you for not being nerdy enough. Right, yeah. right. Like you got to really be comfortable in your nerdiness. Right. Um, and it's not nerdiness because superheroes are awesome. Yeah, and Marvel does it the best, and they I'm do. very excited about it. So anyway, um, there's a couple announcements I'm very excited about. Yes. Mahershala Ali going to play Blade. Woo! Blade is back. Now, as our, our producer, John Heller, was very curious about, he wanted to know where Wesley Snipes was. He's right. Blade, so yeah. It's not Blade. It's a new version of Blade. I mean, is this... Is there's he, been, there's is been, he, been is he Blade, son? You, you know? realize there's been three Hulks that were Hulk and Bruce Banner in like five yeah, years? Yeah, different guys have played yeah, Batman. Yeah, Blade like was good. Big, Blade 2 was amazing. Blade was right. But what I love about this was after Marsha Ali won the second, his second Oscar with the Green Book, he called MCU up and was like, hey, y'all cool if I play Blade? And he was like, <laughs> uh, yep, we'll figure it out. That's the only, that's <laughs> that's the only thing that's coming that doesn't have a release date. But like Mar- Mar- Marsha Ali was like, how do you say his name? Marshall Ali. Yeah. He was like, hey, I'm black. Give me the glasses. Give me the vampire back. Let's do this. Yeah. So bang, bang, shoot him up. White Walkers or whatever they're called. They're Not really, White Walkers. They're uh, called White Something. Anyway, the point is I'm very excited about that. Also, they announced their first LGBTQ hero Woo! in Tessa Thompson, who I stand for. Man. Um, she is, it's going to, well, her 
her character name is Valkyrie. And yes. It's going to be Thor: Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, and that's coming out in 2021. Yes. Um, it's going to be okay, everyone. It's going to be all right. Yes. Uh, I saw Still some feedback on this, which of course you know would be uh, sprinkled with some nonsense. Um, always and one of the tweets i got was everyone doesn't have to be gay and i just want to remind that person that this is the that's the point that's the point of the character is that's the point i just want to break that down but like it's going to be okay i'm very excited for that and then also lauren ridloff is the first deaf superhero in marvel universe she's playing the role of makari not so sure on that in the Eternals, which is also going to star Angelina Jolie, which I'm very excited about. Yes, Angelina Jolie is great. I want to say, I do want to say, Natalie Portman. Can you shut up? He's, he doesn't know anything about stop. Heller doesn't stop. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't stop. It's okay. Don't let him distract. Okay. Uh, Natalie Portman is going to be playing her character from the original Thor series, and she is going to be wielding the hammer as the new Thor along with Valkyrie. So that's very exciting to that look for. It is. It's going to be fun. Why yes. are you not hype about? She's this? back too. I appreciate him saying the new Thor, not the female Thor. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, what your problem yeah. was? What? <laughs> you, you had the problem. What's your you problem, had, You were complaining in the break. Huh? What was I complaining about? You said something in a tone that sounded complaining. Yeah, what's up? It's just, we're just talking white over here. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We're just well, anyway, we're, we're all just very scoffing. excited we're... about the new announcements. <laughs> um, I look forward to it, and uh, superheroes forever. Have you, did you? No, just no. Just not the. Wait, did you see Spider Man? Any of Spider Man? The Spider Man. I didn't one? see Spider Man. You liked it? Yeah, I thought it was entertaining. I, I haven't seen the original one because I didn't catch on. After Endgame, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta watch the Spider Man. I gotta care about Spider Man like I yeah. care about Iron Man. Well, Spider Man, I went through a lot with. I've gone through a lot with Spider Man. Yeah. Because they, for some reason they decided to cast what's his name as Spider Man and it just broke me. Andrew Garfield. No. Tom Holland? Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. And that's a hard time for all of us. That was, a, that was, yeah, that was a. Oof, that dancing scene. It's oh. all, it just, that I, I want to. No, don't do that. I Spider-Man 3 was terrible. I just want to forget that it happened. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 was I just want to forget awful. that era of Spider-Man yeah. ever existed. I remember being in theater and I was like, what, is this, is this real? I don't, it bothers like, me on such right a now? deep like, and on? sincere level. It's like that in the casting for, um, what's it called? The chains and the choking and the whips. Okay. The love. What? No, the love story. Oh, well, you never got real sex. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, catch the fire with oh, the gray. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. What, yeah. what you didn't like? Who do you like? I, what? Stop. Who okay. Do you like? We don't have enough time today to talk about it, but it's very upsetting, like? and it's just done. It's done. Okay. That, Seattle, you know, every rich. once in a while they like just get it wrong. And okay, and it's just wrong. Who was wrong in that movie? I didn't read the books. Okay, I needed the movies to affect me. <laughs> But who not. was who? But who? Who, who do you, no, you time like? For it. I told you. We gotta move on. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate it. Make sure you follow on YouTube at Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast yes. on our, all of our social pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. We yes. are on Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartMedia app, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. Bam. You can follow Brandon at Newman Show ninety nine. That's me. Myself at Joy Taylor Talks. That's her. Um, subscribe, mm-hmm. share, comment. Even if you say negative stuff, we still love you. Thank you. Um, yeah, algorithms and stuff. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for following and listening this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Ooh.